Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Mariners go down two games against the Astros and Jordan Alvarez. So we're going to talk all about that. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's brought to you by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. We got Trevor. We got Jake, producer BBD, in the corner. Only one game took place on October 13th with the other AL series getting rained out and postponed. So it's uh, only a one-game recap here on Talking Baseball. Again, brought to you by SeatGeek. You guys know they're doing everything with us this playoffs. And you can use code JOMBOYPLAYOFFS to get 10% off any tickets doesn't even have to be baseball. You want to go to football? I know that's going on right now. You know, hockey just started. There's probably a concert coming your way that you want to go see. John Boy playoffs, 10% off. You, If you've already used the code, you can still use it. That's what you got. Jake, do you want to burn this game for us so we can figure out what happened? Do you have one? It just we're, we're recording right after this. Ready to rip, guys. All right. You got acorns on the desk over here. Guess Show what? me your acorn. Oh, nice. That was, the, that was the nickname for one of our buddies, Flaccid. Uh, never mind. Let's do the burn. Peener. Yeah, his name was Ken. All right. You're up. Still is Ken. He's alive. How are your Dominican daddies? Small glove king, Framber Valdez versus the Mariners. Rock. La Piedra, Luis Castillo. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Bottom two, Kyle Honest. Abe Lincoln almost roofs one. That ball was up there, solo homer. It's one nothing, Houston. But in the fourth, there's a Framber alert for a missing throw home. He throws it away, one run will score, and then Dylan wants more, and it's two to one, Mariners after four. But in the sixth, I am your daddy. Jordan does it again into the Crawford boxes opposite field oh the pitch is off the plate it's three to two make it four to two as alex bregman after the intentional walk slaps one the other way how about the fortitude to stay with it and speaking of stay with it trev's former guy ryan presley saves it after almost blowing it houston takes game two four to two final All right, Trev, your Mariners. You want to, you want to, you think they're dead? This might be the uh, most helpful you're... thing you can do. Oh, Mariners man. fans right uh, now might be dying for you to dead them again. It's going to be very difficult. They're, uh, I don't want to say it again, bro. They're I don't dying. Say Seattle, all of Seattle wants you to they're call dying. them dead. They're dying. They're dying. For, for you to, okay. They gave their best bullet today, man. They really did. Luis Castillo was absolutely nasty. But Jeremy Pena just keeps getting on base in front of Jordan. He keeps getting this guy up to the plate. So much so that we're walking a dude with technically really not a base open, but they got a guy named <laughs> Alex Bregman who happens to be my best friend behind him. They did everything they could to win this game. Um, but the Astros, like I always say, man, with the, these guys and the Dodgers and, and, and the Braves too, they just keep coming for you no matter what. And in the end, four runs, all they needed. 
Yeah. I mean, Alvarez is obviously the story. That home run was ridiculous. I tweeted about Pena, and um, it's almost like I want to talk about him a little more because he's not the obvious story. But three times in these two games, Pena's come up with two outs, and all three times he has gotten on base to get Jordan Alvarez up that same inning, and all three times runs have been scored by doing that. Twice, Jordan homers. And then the last time they walk Yordan and Bregman comes through. And it's cool. He's like his little sucker fish, you know? Like, you know, Yordan's the whale. But Pena's doing some doing some groundwork for him. Obviously, Yordan's the whale. I mean, he's just nuts. Jake, you said he's best left-handed hitter ever? Uh, best left-handed hitter in baseball right now. Um, you know, at, go go look at the stats. It's you know, we we have Soto fever because that guy was doing stuff we never saw a young left-handed hitter doing. Uh, we still have Soto fever, and let's see it kick back in again. But we need more Jordan uh, because, man, he, he's the best hitter on this team. You go through the through the guys, Altuve, Tucker, uh, you know, Yuli Gurriel won the batting title last year, and, and they're not on the same level. I think there were two guys who won dotted this year. It's Jordan and Judge. Um, Jordan's 25, like he's entering his prime. Uh, and yeah, the, the interesting thing I think they said at the end, which is some, uh, you know, like you said, Trev, they intentionally walk Jordan without kind of a base open. Uh, David Cohn says it a lot on broadcast that, you know, if, if there's other bases open, that's still a base open. Like, why do we care so much about forcing someone along? Um, Hey, Alex Bregman behind him, that guy's a stud. And it was incredible the second half but Jeremy Pena is also one of the best fastball hitters um, on this team and in baseball and putting him in front of Jordan Alvarez the whale as he's been called on on different uh, by baseball media people you're not gonna bounce sliders in the dirt to Pena oh no so uh, Dusty set up a little death trap at the top of that lineup and uh I did it not feel like did it not feel like a little bit of experience mattered today. Like Houston was dealing with Castillo and, you know, he was <laughs> looked as good as a pitcher look, but they saw the bloop and then they got the blast. And that was that was kind of it. Well, experience and skill. I mean, they're good. But Bregman coming up when you walk Alvarez to get the Bregman, Bregman's like, uh, guys, I, I, get, I can do it, too. It just takes the fastball to right which is not trying to do too much with it. And you're on taking the fastball to the left opposite way, not trying to do too much with it because you're doesn't have to do that much with it. It just fucking goes crazy. That's what's, that's what's cool about watching him swing is he understands the power that he has. So he's not trying to generate any, he's trying to put the barrel on the ball. He knows he's strong enough. He's big enough. His swing mechanics are good enough that when he touches one, it's going to go. I thought it was really interesting, okay? Like, think about what transpired, okay? Pena works the walk. Munoz throws him a 3-1 slider, and he swings at it to get him a 3-2. Then he ends up walking him. Then you walk your Don to get to a guy that just took Munoz up top the last time he faced him. Like, that's how scary your Don is. Literally, Alex Bregman, the last time he faced Munoz, he hit a home run against him. And you're like, I'll take my chances with that guy. 
Bregge gets a first pitch backdoor sinker at whatever it was, 98, 99, and just touches it, man. And Hanniger just bobbled it just enough. He's got a really good arm out there. He still made a really good throw. If he comes up with that thing clean, we're talking different here. Still a one-run game. I think he might throw Pena out there. He got to the ball so quick. The ball was hit so hard, uh, but he ends up kind of getting handcuffed with it. This was uh, – it, it was a great game, but I think you guys are right. Like, it just kind of felt like the Astros were coming I all along. I would uh... – I'm recording a lot of the game on my other computer. I'm going to go down, hunker down, and watch a lot of it because something interesting happened in the fourth inning. Okay. Mariners stopped swinging at Framber's curveball. Yes. Completely. They swung at the first one big, and then they swung at another one big, but the rest completely stopped swinging at Framber's curveball. They scored some runs. Framber throws the ball away. Then Carlos gets out at first. That stunk because this should have been kept two on with one out. The next inning, Framber comes out with a new glove on. And I'm curious. Didn't recognize that. What that's all about. So I'm recording it. I'm going to go in the lab and see. Um, once that first runner got on, it looked like, I think it might have been Cal. I think my... He went from a glove with holes in the to to no holes, webbing to close. My guess, and this is like rough, rough, rough. I haven't even looked at it. Is that maybe they could see his grip when the runner on through the holes in the glove or whatever? But he went from a a brown light brown glove to a black glove. So, and it was only that inning. It's the only inning where they got touched up and they didn't swing at any curveballs. They they worked two walks because they just weren't chasing. And after the first one, Framber kind of gave a look like what. Yeah, I was I was curious about that because I saw them with that approach too. I thought, look, maybe they said we're swinging and missing at this a lot. He's presenting it as a strike. It's not a strike, so let's just if we see it, eliminate it. But then they were also mentioning on the broadcast how a lot of that had been done with him in the stretch. So was that the case? Like he was in the stretch and they were picking it up because when he got second and third there at the end, they had a pitching. Their pitching coach came out and said, "Go from the windup." Yeah, something happened. Something happened in the fourth inning. Uh, in my opinion, and then they and then they changed the glove, so it could be nothing. We have no idea. I have no idea, but I'm interested. Those are the things that make me curious. And just uh, a little tidbit, if I can give it to you, in the fifth, he did not throw a curve. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't know what that adds to the to the pot. Um, I don't know if it you know he lost the feel of it or glove funny business, but yeah, that's uh. I, I tuned into the radio broadcast for a minute because our stud number one, Marley Rivera, uh, was on the call. So I was listening to Marley a little bit and she's like, no curves this in. What's going on? He's going to need his curveball. He loves his curveball. So, yeah, something happened. Uh, and yeah, she said also, I think after the fifth or before the fifth. So tying this all together, she said that. Framber and Machete Maldonado like sprinted into the dugout together. So something happened. Yeah, something weird happened. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try and look into it and see what's going on. Please do. Uh, and by the way, we're we're talking. You know, the mighty Astros. They did it again. Experience. <laughs> These guys are killers. If Yuli Gurriel is a foot to the left or the right in the ninth inning, uh. Is that a two-run inning? Is that a three-run inning? It's a six sport sometimes. It's a six yeah, sport, Jake, and only sickos like you enjoy it enough. 
to play MLB nine innings. MLB nine innings. Your yeah. new favorite game? Yes. ML- yes. Can, uh, I mean, I got the read here. A wide variety of game modes, league mode, uh, live PVP. Can you tell people about it? You've been playing this a lot? Jim, you know I'm a phone ga- game guy. It's kind of my fidget spinner. Uh, I have this weird brick breaker game I play uh, all the time just to keep myself sane. Uh, what I've been telling the people, Jim, you know, especially during our live streams because they've been helping out there, if you like baseball so much, that you listen to talking baseball, that you're watching playoff baseball, and that you're watching guys live stream baseball of them watching baseball, there's a chance you're going to like the MLB nine innings app with it's not one thousand nine hundred and ninety nine player cards, right? That's two thousand player cards to collect and use in your dream roster. They have up-to-date rosters, ballparks, 3D modeling is implemented. Do they have any legends in the game? They do. They got Randy Johnson, which uh, turns out people just found out he's been a photographer, even though that has been happening for six years. And uh, I think next week, someone's going to say, and the logo's a dead bird. Oh, it's like, oh, we are in a cycle. Anyway, download and play MLB 9 Innings 22 today with the link in the description. Jake likes it, and you'll like it as well. Small head, big glove, or big head, small glove, Framber gets the win. They use yeah. their bullpen. I'm small head, big glove. We're reverse. Be a funny picture. Yeah. Presley did look a little shaky there in the ninth. I want to go back to the play you're talking about. J.P. Crawford's the ball down the line. Tom Kelly used to bring us out and do base running in spring training, and we would work that play, and what he would say is, you talk to first basemen about it. You talk to the runners about it. And what he would say is, if you're on first base and a ball gets hit behind you, you just keep going. You don't worry about it at all. You're never going to be able to get back to the base. You just keep going. And if it gets past them or he bobbles it, you try to get to second base. So there's nothing that Frazier could have done right there. It's just part of baseball. Your Guriel's there holding him on. So essentially he's guarding the line. And it is tough when you hit a ball there and you're like, dude, why do you have to be standing right there? Because off the bat, you're like, I did it. And then you, you didn't do it. Two outs. And that helped Presley a lot. He was pretty shaky out there. The command wasn't exactly there. Obviously, there's a big layoff in between times that he's been on the mound. So I think this is good for Presley to, to go through this, get back in the game, you know, get, finally get the – get the strike out there at the end, but um, definitely something that uh, Mariners fans were just shaking their head out, man, being like we had an opportunity and the baseball gods are not letting us have it. I want to, I don't know if I have time to check on it, but if I remember Presley was really good majority of the season, but his blips came in package deals. Like he, like he, if he, he had like, they came in like little tight windows. Um, like back-to-back games is when he faltered. Does that make sense? Okay. Like back-to-back outings. I, I don't, so, I yes, don't okay. That he went three blank, then then he gave up earned run, earned run. Then went like ten blank, then two games in a row, gave earned run, earned run. Then a bunch blank, and they came kind of together. Yes, a couple times. They were like smushed up. So, I wonder... If Astros fans are fearful that, like, uh-oh, when he has one bad outing, he usually has another. Um, or maybe not. I don't know. His stuff looked good. He, just, he was just a little erratic. Yeah. 
I don't think Astro fans are scared of shit. No. They, they had they had one of the worst best bullpens in baseball, and they come in Montero. Um, I mean, that guy looks like an absolute weapon. Um, you know, they they shut them down. They shut Seattle down again. And yeah, I you know, Naris, Abreu, Montero, Presley. I mean, those aren't, you know, if we did a reliever draft, even right now, I don't know if any of those guys get drafted as like, you know, a four round top relievers in baseball draft, but combined in that Hastros bullpen, they're lights out. What'd you guys think of that move? So you have uh, Framber still on the mound. They come out. He pitches to Dylan Moore, ends up walking him, and they decide to bring Narison, flip Cal, Cal Raleigh around to his left-handed side. Um, you know, I thought that was interesting. There's a lot of power there. They were relying on Narris's splitter there, essentially. But you had runners on what second and third, or bases loaded there. Bases loaded. His main pitch is a splitter that's in the dirt all the time. I mean, talk about having faith in Maldonado, number one, and then bringing Naris in. I think this is his first postseason ever. That was a huge spot right there. He ends up getting the job done. But I was I was questioning that move a little bit. I think I might have let Framber go again. Is it Crawford boxes? Is it, you know, getting him the other side for that? I was just Naris. I don't know. But it was, yeah, it was ballsy. I love Ballsy, yeah. I, I think the they were splitter. just relying on the splitter saying Cal Raleigh, Go ahead and try to get the splitter. I don't know what the numbers are. If they had a lot of head-to-head and Naris um, has good numbers against him, I just was curious about that move because you let him face Dylan Moore, but then you take him out and switch Colorado around to his better side. It was interesting. It ended up working out, but definitely faith in Maldonado to keep those balls in front of him too. Um, are you excited for Seattle? This team has only played away games, and now they go back to Seattle. They're down 0-2. I still think it's going to be an amazing environment. I hope they win. hope they win uh, at least, you know, the next game so they get two. They've waited 20-plus years for playoff baseball. That that stadium is going to be amazing. I think so. Being 0-2 kind of puts a damper on it a little bit, but everyone's already planning on going anyway for game three. You knew you were going to get one of them in there. Uh, so I think it will be rocking, and I agree with you. I, I hope they do win game three so they get another game um, in that beautiful stadium with those beautiful fans. George Love Kirby. so much. George Kirby getting the pill for Seattle. Um, you know, we, we talked about Robbie Ray, and he's been fading lately, and then the Jordan incident in game one that, hey, maybe that's one of those things where you, you had to take one step back to take two steps forward. Maybe George Kirby shoves in this game and they would have traditionally given it to Robbie Ray. I don't know. And on the other side, Trev, your Moxie King, a guy who would love nothing more than to tell the 50K people of Seattle that are at their first playoff game in 20-plus years, all right, you can go home now. This was fun, huh? It's 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 going to be real tough for the Mariners. I'm not going to say the D word. I'm not going to, but they're dying, that's mm. for sure. Say death. Say they're dead. No, man. I yelled at Jimmy last year for doing that. Then I decided to do it this year because I thought it was pertinent and it meant something. But, but it does it mean, and Mariners fans want you to declare them dead now. Like, that's the nicest thing you can do to Seattle. I don't know if I have that much power to do it twice, guys. But what Appreciate if you did? That. Maybe I want to see the Houston Astros in their sixth consecutive ALCS, 27 outs away. 
from doing that. ALCS goes through Houston. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. All right. I mean, look, it's going to be Houston, and it's going to be freaking the Yankees. And whoo, the Guardians are dead. No, no, take it back. Guardians are dead. Take it back. Take that back. I asked Chris Rose that. I said, what? I said every team to me in my head, besides the Guardians, can win the World Series. And he he kind of agreed with me. He said I'd rank them eighth out of the eight teams left. But they're alive. Yeah, they're alive. Obviously, but you know. So is Viserys at the end of. Wow. That ends the show today. Trev's got to go coach Little League. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. We got to recap three games. We're not tomorrow, but the next, I don't know when. See ya. Jake sucks. Still think it was a massive missed opportunity for Castillo or Framber not to dye his dreads blonde and get on the House of Dragon. Tough.